This episode is brought to you by Noble Pet Foods. No nonsense, no bull. Go to noblefoods.com, use promo code DOGTALK15, and they'll deliver dog food to your house with Noble. So welcome back to Talking with the Dogs. I'm Liz Murdoch, and I have a guest today, an important guest with a very important subject matter on pet first aid. And I just want to say, um, first of all, before we get started, but Arden, welcome to the show. How's up, up, Liz? (laughs) Yes. And you've got two friends with you, Emma and Kona, your dogs. So we are going to do a mix of dog talk and um, people talk and on what the dogs uh, want Arden to share because she's got some important information. So one of the things I want to say to everyone listening, I know it's been a while since I had a podcast out. And I just want to say that, you know, when Teddy passed away in March, it sort of derailed some things and being able to focus on the variety of things growing. And I just want to say for those of you who are grieving the loss of a pet, that it's okay to take your time because you can get back to the other things that matter in your heart and your life. So I just wanted to give a bit of encouragement to anyone who has um, lost a loved one. So Arden, welcome. Yes. Here today, Arden is a pet first aid specialist. She is America's um, pet health and safety coach, but you actually work with people all over the world, right, Arden? Yeah, I should have expanded that uh, title. When, when COVID hit, everybody went on to Zoom. Uh, suddenly, I was getting more uh, requests to teach uh, pet first aid all over the world. We've been t- students have come from Egypt, Australia, Peru. Um, I even had a bunch of people uh, take the class in cat pajamas, uh, and they they were uh, where are they from? They were in England, and they do a cat rescue group. So we've it, it's expanded the globe. People yeah. all over the world want to keep their pets safe and know how to do it. So that's important to know because I actually have quite a few listeners all over the world. We're a very international podcast. I guess people all over the world, they talk with their dogs. So uh, ciao, buongiorno, bonjour. We speak (laughs) all languages. I don't speak all of them, but I know our listeners do. I speak quite a few and art and dog and Arden knows first aid. And so if any of you have questions from other parts of the world, uh, feel free just as much to reach out to Arden. But we're going to talk maybe we'll answer some of your questions now today. So Arden not okay. only has you have your you do your pet first aid, but you also have a podcast, Four Legged Paws, right? Four Legged Life. And well, actually, I have two. I have a radio show and a podcast. Yes. So, yes, I was going to get that. <laughs> so, so Arden actually, Arden has a podcast. And a radio show. Oh, behave is your radio show. Four legged life is your. Po- oh, that's okay. Okay. Oh, behave is is the longest running pet podcast on the planet since '07. Never missed a week. And then um, four legged life is the new national radio show that streams and shows up on uh, YouTube. Perfect. It is confusing. My last name is Moore. I do a lot. <laughs> Well, it's great to have you here, especially with your dogs and have them give a chance to say some things. So 
Uh, Emma and Kona, we want to get straight to this and what people need to know about uh, your perspective living with a podcaster, a radio host. You've heard lots of stories. And one of the things I like as an animal communicator is letting the dog share what they really want to say. And so, Kona, I can tell you giving Arden um, a big look for those of you who, uh, who are just listening to the podcast and you can't see her. She is staring with such loving eyes, but she's waiting her turn. I get a feeling about that. <laughs> and so, Kona, we're going to let you go first and tell me and tell the audience what you want them to know that, about Arden's work. So, Kona, I hear her and I get a knowing that she has been in some of your classes and witnessed. And she says you've actually saved a lot of dog lives and made an impact. And so, Kona, how well, why don't we let Arden, you answer how a pet first aid can go from helping an animal to saving a life? What do you think Kona is referring to? Well, Kona knows that I've been doing pet first aid vet approved classes for 12 years she is my safety dog. We call her pet safety dog Kona. She's a certified therapy dog. I got her from a shelter August 18th, 2016. We both remember the date. She is a shelter alum, not a shelter rescue. And she has helped me be able to save the lives of dogs and cats. And we, I've actually done CPR four times and saved two dogs. Um, and I just having Kona with my cat, pet safety cat, Casey, also a therapy cat in the classroom. It makes me always mindful what we're doing and for who. And, you know, dogs do a body good. They do a mind good. And I'm very lucky that Kona lets me say, we're going to do CPR again. I'm Kona and we're going to wrap a limb. And you're, you're pretty cool about it, Kona. You tolerate that because you know you're saving lives. So, so I couldn't have had a better team. Yeah. So, so tell me more about this dog CPR, because some of the people are driving right now, probably listening to this podcast, and they're thinking, how do you do pet CPR? Are you practicing it right on Kona's mouth? How, how does one well, do pet CPR? Yeah, we have everybody in class, whether it's in person or through Zoom, and we show you step-by-step step the right way to approach a dog how to make sure they're not just in a deep snooze and where and what hand you use to do chest compressions and the rescue breaths are actually your mouth into their nostrils. They call it mouth to snout. And there is a, a life-saving equation of 30 chest compressions, two rescue breaths, 30 chest compressions, two rescue breaths equal one set. And then we teach you how to assess. For people that have taken human first aid, there's a little bit of difference because you're dealing with a dog or a cat that have teeth and claws and they don't speak English. So we show you how to safely do things. And there's a few differences in trying to restart a heart that stopped on a dog versus a person. Kona is there for me. I mean, I'm not going down all the way down on her chest because I she's her heart is working mighty good. But it's so good for people to actually see how to do hands on. So here's a question. If a dog needs CPR and its mouth is open, do, does the person have to close the mouth too? Yeah, you have to. There's a you, you open the airway by putting the head to align with the spine. Pull the, the tongue out just to open the airway. Make sure you finger sweep. Make sure there's nothing like a piece of rawhide or kibble blocking the airway. Then you take upper and lower muzzle. Kona, come here. Kona, come here, sweetie. 
and you're doing an airtight seal on the muzzle and then you're blowing into the nose so that it doesn't come out the side of the mouth and it goes to the chest to expand. And so you're, we teach people, you've got to look, listen, smell, safely touch. Yeah. So, so first of all, I want to do the disclaimer. This is not teaching you if you are listening to this, how to do it. This is just saying no. it's very different because I remember taking people CPR and they're saying you need to be certified and know how to do it because you can cause damage doing it the wrong way. So right. I just want to do that. If you are interested in, in dog CPR, pet CPR, reach out to Arden. I'll have her email, but don't just assume you know how to do it now that you've listened right. to this episode. This is just <laughs> Thank a discussion. You for that CPR disclaimer. Brought to yes. you by Liz. <laughs> well, yes. So, yeah. um, okay. So yeah, we, got- we make, we make uh, the classes fun and safe. Uh, nobody's reading paragraphs. You're actually, if it's a Zoom class, you get to have your own dog or cat with you if they tolerate that. And if you're in person, you get to have the hardest working team of uh, Kona and Pet Safety Cat Casey. So we really, it's a hands-on in the present moment, not a lot of PowerPoints and I have bad jokes and I have rhymes, but people learn when they're happy and they're safe. Okay. Got it. So I can hear Emma. Um, what about oh, oh, me, sorry. Emma? So I'm an animal <laughs> I think communicator. I need to wear a sweater like that, right? I Emma? hear things. Kona, you were great. Emma, sweet girl, she, she wants to say something. Emma, what is it that you want to say? So she says, I've been to class too. She's like, what about She's me? She's our auditor. She audits the class. <laughs> well, she says that you talk about other important stuff that's just as important about that's particular to little dogs that and we often get overlooked. People carry us around. But what is it, Emma, that is so important that Arden teaches about little dogs? OK, so there's something about their this their bodies and handling them. Um, where you lift her up. What is it that you teach about little dogs? Emma, thank you for pointing that out. She's put her head back down and relaxed because she finally got that off her chest. Arden, tell us what Emma wants us to know about little handle. It's something about handling little dogs. I feel her sort of touching their lungs and their bodies and their back. What is it that you're teaching about little dogs and handling them? Well, just a quick uh how I got her, she was on the streets at the start of COVID in our neighborhood, very skinny, looking like a zombie dog and had no collar, no microchip and full of heartworms. It was a long uh, trek to get her healthy. And she's now a canine good citizen, healthy, 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 smallest dog I've ever had in my entire life. My last dog was 90 pounds. But what is very important to all of you out there she is not a purse my ride. That's the expression I use. Okay. She does not want to be in a purse. She's a dog, D-O-G, and she needs to have four on the floor. And in our classes, we teach people that little dogs, just like big dogs, are still dogs. And they're not toys. They're not dolls. They're not purse accessories. And I will champion her forever because she taught me about that. And I love her. And there are certain ways you handle a small dog. And, you know, when a dog, when you pick up a little dog and they're off the ground, you have taken away a lot of choices for them. And, you know, they could freeze, they can fidget, they can try to escape, or they might nip you because they have no option. You have made it so they can't make a choice. And so as much as I would love Emma to be, 
part full time on the on the uh, safety team in my classes, I respect her because she doesn't like to be held on her side. She doesn't want to really be handled in a demo. But I do introduce her to everybody in class because she's with us in class. I'm in a backyard office, Ard's Den, and she likes hanging out with us. And she deserves to be mentioned. Every once in a while, I can do the doggy Heimlich for a, on a small dog, and she'll let me do it. But I'm reading what she's letting me uh, do. But she's champion little dogs. They are dogs. She is. And she, and it's interesting. So as an animal communicator, I can feel, I, I feel things, all animal communicators may work differently based because it's based on our senses, but I'm feeling from Emma, actually that sensitivity in, and that's why she doesn't want to be in a purse that she gets jostled. I have a little dog who doesn't mind it, but I think it's really important for people not to assume about these little dogs who want to be dressed up and carried. And I almost wonder whether, because I'm feeling the tightness around the chest area, that um, the heartworm dogs, and I love that she's better because I've actually had quite a few heartworm dog clients recently. And it's amazing with proper treatment that many of them do just fine. So if you're thinking about adopting a dog or you find out your dog has heartworm because of care that wasn't taken, it can be prevented, uh, that it's it's worth it to hang in there with these dogs. So I am feeling those sensitivity. I wonder if one of the lingering effects is she's a little sensitive. Um, I never thought about that, but that that does make a lot of sense. I mean, she was, we didn't know if she was going to make it. And it's we like an old bruise. Yeah, we were going to give like palliative care. You know, this is a poor dog abandoned and we're just going to make sure she's got, she knows she's loved. And then she turned the corner and she okay, so runs. And, yeah. I want to ask you about that because that comes up. People will reach out. Um, you know, my dog is sick. I don't know if it's her time. And you, you specialize in first aid. You had Emma and you thought maybe it was her time, but then you watched her. How did you know to keep going in treatment to, and that now she's fine? How, how do, do you well, have part of it is working closely with your veterinarian? I have a great veterinarian, Dr. Deborah Charles at the Castle Linda Emma hospital in, uh, in, in Dallas. And she guided me and her team. This is a slow, steady progress. She had to have some tests, a lot of different kinds of medications. We actually carried Emma in a sling because you can't have their heart rate accelerated because that just is a breeding ground for the worms. Mm. So Emma didn't get to, on walks. We put her in a pet stroller. So she still got the vitamin D smelling, scene, but we can't get her over-exercised. And, it, you know, every every week, it's just one step at a time. But that's how we did it. We worked closely with our vets and read her cues, and we still wanted her to be enriched. And that's why we took her in a stroller for a walk. So besides the good teamwork with your vet, it also it sounds like you were okay with trusting, we're going to just see how it goes week by week. And sometimes yes. people, pet parents, We'll jump ahead. Well, what is it? And it's hard. We want to know. But here is another great example of somebody who said, we're just going to see how it goes, whether it's day by day or week by week working with your care team, that yes. sometimes that's the only way, right, to, to get your clarity on when to keep going with 
treatment and when to opt for palliative care. It's okay to just go week by week and then decide, right? Exactly. And I know many of us have had that time where it's time to say goodbye. I look at it this way. Every day we have with our dog or cat is a gift and I don't take it for granted. And if it's a case where they're having more bad days than good, you know, they're, they're, innately there's some signal coming to you. But I feel personally, it's very important to be there if you do have to have a euthanasia and be there with the pets that love that pet and give a good uh, farewell till next time we see you. Uh, years ago, I actually videoed uh, a nine-part series about, I had a cat named Callie that had um, cancer and we did the whole say goodbye and the video has been seen by hundreds of thousands. It's, it's, we have a caution, you know, whatever. But the point is, I think it's a personal thing. I think you need to be there for them. But I understand some people don't feel comfortable. But for me, anytime I will be there. So this that is, I don't want to be down. <laughs> no, no, it, it's an important thing. Some people wonder about that. But I will say, because there's so much guilt, sometimes animals pass away when we can't yeah. be there. And yes. so. And I, I have worked with people who have been traumatized because they wanted to go to the vets and the vet said, no, you can't come in to the office right now for whatever reason, which is, you know, the, the vets are are doing their best. They know information that if you bring a family into a room where there's oxygen tanks, it's not necessarily the best thing. But when people are still traumatized when they are not with their animals and they absolutely. And then during COVID, we were all in parking lots waiting to see if our pet was going to make it or not. And you're exactly right, Liz. Yeah. Um, So I just want to, so I just say every day you're there with your pet, embrace it because they bring out our best. Yeah. They, they, they bring out a lot. That's for sure. Okay. Kona and Emma, you are very relaxed. You're looking, but I know you can (laughs) hear me. And Emma is like, she's fully aware of what is going on. And she says she still sees things. She's very watchful. So Kona or Emma, do you want to add anything to this conversation? Kona, you're sort of done. You wanted to emphasize the importance of CPR and saving the lives. So we're going to let you rest with that one. Emma, what is it? The handling is important. The bags, the clothes she's saying are the same thing for some dogs she's got a sweater on now because in texas weather could be 81 degree day and night and 330 degrees the next and um i i pay attention to her to keep her warm because she doesn't have a thick coat um, but i don't dress her up but she well, does have warmth so arden what emma is saying is that you've tried on other outfits but you know which are her favorites and this that <laughs> people need to be aware that when their animal their dog has a favorite outfit or doesn't like something. Emma's like, don't make me wear that. Right. Yes. You want it to be an easy fit. Uh, I'm not a big fan of anything that could hurt their skin too tight. They, it has to be breathable. They have to be able to move. And this little sweater is easy to put on, but I can already feel her warm chest. I wish I knew where she came from. I know those, a lot of us do. I don't know if somebody abandoned her or something happened to that person. It was at the start of COVID, but why was she wandering our neighborhood with no collar and no microchip? And she was probably about a year old. Mm -hmm. 
Well, there can be very reasons. Sometimes, like I, for her, I get it doesn't matter. Some dogs have shared. I have a podcast with episode with Katie Cable and her dog Olive shared specifics about the shelter experience that Katie was like, I've never told anyone. And Olive went into detail about that early wow. time together. Yes. Emma does not care, you know, but what I am getting from her and I, when I've worked with lost dogs and, and cats and they pick up things and we had a lost dog disco who's on another podcast episode that we were like go to a house <laughs> no seriously we said to we we sent messages go to a house disco where there's a little a little girl a child who can help you and and wow. it happened and emma oh. is like she knew she was drawn to you whether it's energy whatever I, she found her way to you is, is what I'm feeling. Is this pulling to you? She doesn't care about the past. Not all dogs share. Some do share very specifics, but she likes that she's here, but she is going back to this clothing thing, the scratchy. <laughs> no, okay. ser seriously. Okay. It's soft, I guess. And, and I know another dog. So I'm trying to make sure this is coming from Emma or a different dog. Cause there was a dog that didn't like something scratchy, but Emma is like, you, did you, cut out a tag or there was something she doesn't like this scratchy did you're nodding did you cut yeah, off a tag yeah. for her yes yes because i don't want that to be I, I think that they can be chewed on or they can be itchy yes she appreciates that so that is our tip from emma that if you're <laughs> seriously i take this seriously if you if you are putting an outfit on your dog and they like and and it, your dog is sensitive like emma's very aware emma's tip of the day and how much does emma weigh a mighty almost nine pounds, right, babe? Nine pounds nine. tip of the day from nine pound Emma is cut out the tag so it's not itchy, scratchy for your dog. Sometimes they might be fidgeting and it's not because they're miserable or unhappy with life or the situation. It's like children, the tag is bothering them. So Kona popped her head up. Kona, so thank you, Emma, for your tip of the day. Kona has a tip too. Kona, what is your tip? Okay, so Kona want has a tip about collars, and I can see your collar collars being too tight and choking. Arden, Kona is ever the experienced pro. Kona says Arden has a tip of the day about collars. So I know you do. Well, you got to make sure you can put two fingers in. That's number one. I'm a big fan of collars that you can embroider their name and your cell phone on. Because if you just have it with an ID tag, you're coming up to the face and mouth of a dog to read in small print what their name is, and you can get your nose bit. But if you can go from the back and see her name is Kona and my phone number's right there, that's a safe way to approach a lost dog and find out who they are instead of a dangling tag that has an hard to read. And you, I don't know why we do this. Flip it to the back. Read it from the back. It's safer than having a, a face to your nose. Yes, that's great. And I will add to that, uh, Kona and Arden. When I find a lost dog, I have I when I approach the dog and check that it's okay to come closer, I will take a picture of the number so I can zoom in. And then I have oh, good I idea. Tip of the day for yeah. months. Yeah. Then I don't have to. I oh, that. I forgot num the number. And you can zoom in. So 
There we go. We're full of tips today at Talking with the Dogs. Arden, thank you for being here. Yes, Kona, Emma, we know you're there. Uh, Emma has is a good reminder that a sleeping dog is not necessarily unaware of what's going on. <laughs> well, I've, I've never had such a little dog. And I I wish if you could before. Does she want a big dog? Because we're talking, Julie and I, we lost our Bernie's Mountain Dog mix. And she got to hang out with Bujo before Bujo passed away. And we're looking at like getting maybe a great Pyrenees rescue or a Bernie's mix, but we don't know if that's a good thing or not. So we're, I don't know what their take is. Okay. So we will ask that question. So Emma, I, I immediately get an image of her going through the underneath and through the legs of the dog <laughs> that, and she likes that she had a different relationship with the big dog than with Kona. Kona is a dog that, Emma feels deserves respect, space, and distance at times, and they're not playmates. So, yes, she is open right. to the big dog. Good. She, she um, loves Bujo. And she yes. loves our cat. She plays with Rusty all the time. She, she likes cats. that. It, it's sort of like a child who likes to play tent or fort. When I was little, we would put yeah. blankets over furniture. She's likes that playfulness that she with a big dog. So, yes, she's open to that for sure. I just see her going through the legs of this big dog, which she does. <laughs> Kona doesn't like Kona doesn't like that kind of thing as much because Kona is a working dog. Like her essence is I'm working. Don't get stuck between my legs. She doesn't like it as much. Is that, is that some, you're yeah, not. Yeah, I would say, but Kona loved Bujo. They were buddies. Kona right. was like a, Bujo was like a big sister, right? Yeah. yeah, she just blinked her eyes for Look those that. you can't see. But she Emma still remembers her. Yeah. Emma, Kona doesn't want Emma between her paws, between her legs. Okay. She, okay. So in that sense, but they both say it has to be the right dog. Take us with you to meet the dog oh. to make sure, which is their remind. Maybe that's for the listeners too. They want that. But Emma, Emma, when Emma, I don't know how she knows these things, but they do. Emma wants alone time with the big dog when they meet because she okay. she will stand back and let she she defers to Kona. But mm -hmm. she very much appreciates when she has time to have the one on one time with other dogs because she stands back with Kona. OK, I don't All know right. if you've ever no, noticed that. I'm very it, it took me a year to find Kona. We're not in a rush because you're going to have that dog longer than the life of your car, maybe your relationship, maybe you move. The one constant is the dog. So we're taking our time, but we we know how much we all miss Bujo and and all of us. And yeah. so, so I I'm sorry for your loss. It's it, it and it's a great you're talking and it just shows that it doesn't matter whether it was last week or a year ago or so. Grief is grief, right? Yes, yes, we know that. But it's also joy because we got that opportunity that we wouldn't have. So it's sad. Losing a pet is sad. I'm so happy I got to be with them in my life. I'm telling you, I am a much better person because of the dogs and the cats in my life. And I will never, ever underestimate that. Yeah. Well, we thank you for all your efforts to teach people about pest first aid. Um Emma. And I also, if you wanted to let, we just, my newest book is uh, the Dog Behavior Answer Book. And 
Kona's on the cover. Yes, there she is in all pro forms. So the book is great. I actually have a copy and I just, we shared some tips today that you had, and this is a whole book of, of tips listeners that is just chock full of um, tips that it, they seem obvious, but it's like, Oh, I didn't know that. I never thought about that. And that's what's so great is that you just say, Hey, if you haven't thought about this, this is pretty handy. So tips, get the book. It's, we're going to have your um, website available for everyone. Okay. Thank you. And do you ship Thank the you. book internationally? Um, the book's on Amazon. So it's published by Story uh, uh, Books and it's on Amazon and Kindle and book form. So yes, I guess the answer would be yes. Perfect. So <laughs> if you are overseas and you would like to access or anywhere actually in the United States, you can access it on Kindle, as she said. And we will again have all the links. We appreciate your time so much, Arden, Emma, Kona. We didn't have any cat cameos today. Sometimes, you know, you never know in a chat session if an animal's gonna show up. But well, there's Casey right there. He's he's been he's been respecting the dogs. He's been respecting. Hey, oh, oh my God, he just came down. Did you want to do a cameo, okay? Casey? And so we Bye. have a Casey cameo. Hi, Casey. You feel better? Hi. Yeah, don't, don't put that apart. Casey, this is Pet Safety Cat Casey that works with Kona. And he is also a certified therapy cat. And he's my BFF, my best feline friend. Kona is my best friend. And Emma, my Gemma, is my best pal, little pal, pocket pal. I call her pocket oh, pal. That's so cute. Well, thank you all for being here today and talking with the dogs. We appreciate all that you do. And we hope that more people will consider pet first aid, though it makes a difference. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Ready to find out what your dog wants you to know? Visit talkingwiththedogs.com, book an appointment with me, and we'll find out.